0: E-S-N-Y and
1: For those who may have forgotten us, because we've been gone for a while, uh, this is uh, You May Be Right with JB and Pauly D. How's it going, JB? Going good. Uh, Happy New Year, Pauly D. Happy New Year to you. Hope your holidays were good. Uh, Garrett Cole is a Yankee. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah no, I'm going to turn the volume down while recording this, because like it is showing up very aggressive. There we go. Is okay. it? Okay. 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 Yeah, I think we're good.
0: Okay. Hot mic. Hot mic.
1: Hot. Yeah, yeah, real hot, Mike, with uh, this hot apple cider I have, courtesy of QED.
0: Wow, is it tasty?
1: Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Is it? Is it a uh, what do you call it? Is a
0: is it a hard apple cider? Uh, no, it is not. It but is it's not. tasty nonetheless.
1: It, it is not. very tasty.
0: I am drinking a fine
1: Lagunitas IPA, also courtesy of the QED nice nice it's really tasty anyway so we haven't been here since uh at or about thanksgiving so uh Paul d how were your holiday seasons uh they were great
0: uh went down to florida visit family yeah
1: um and that was great
0: you know the weather was beautiful we brought the rain with us a little bit but uh or at least the cloud cover but you know no complaints certainly uh for spending the holiday season in 70 degree weather all right and florida florida was good nice seeing everybody Absolutely, always is really, um, and to be quite frank, um, you know it's always a little bit too short and you know spending time in Florida just because the weather's so nice and it's that time yeah. of year and you know it's going to be cold up here.
1: Right, it's you know. really cold out there today. We I, it, really I, it snowed twice today. Yeah, I no,
0: they they had a snow squall. There was uh, you know warnings about there was going a squall. Out. Yeah, there was a squall. When there was a there was a huge squall dumped three feet on Manhattan. But it, 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 but but it melted quickly. It just melted very quick. Just, that's what happened.
1: I must have slept through that. That is well. You must have. I mean, yeah. look. You, you. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm not up at 4 a.m. like you are with uh, with the little guy.
0: Well, look, it's not so much that I'm up at four anymore. It's that I'm constantly up because now at a certain point he just sleeps in our bed. He
1: won't sleep in his
0: room. He just sleeps in our bed. That's just the way. That's where we are. That's where we are right now. That's that's where life is right. If you wondered what two cold baby feet felt on your back <laughs> at, at like at, at three a.m., I, I could we could have a lengthy conversation about that. No, it's I I'll tell I'll tell you this. It's adorable. Yeah, of course. I imagine it's really adorable, and it's always adorable to you know when a when a baby wakes you up because how could you ever be annoyed. You know, he's yeah, all smiles, happy to he's happy to see everybody. But you know, all smiles, happy to see you. Uh, you know, wants to go get fed in the morning. and That's and that's great. But yeah, that's. Can, can that's he great. let
1: himself out of his crib yet? Or uh, you know, he because I know he because I know he was walking ish. I mean, time I he saw
0: started him. picking the lock on the chains. No, I'm kidding. Um, the, <laughs> no, it's not that he lets himself out of his crib. It's just that he's like, nope, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm done and right. I'm done and I need my parents right now. And, and, he, and
1: he screams accordingly. And that's it. With yeah. that uh, little little baby dinosaur sound, he likes. That make. is
0: that is where we are now. That yeah, is, that is rah, That's 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 a it's it's getting deeper and deeper. It's not quite that deep, but it's pretty deep.
1: I I mentioned that to uh, your wife Emily. Uh, not not long ago, and then she kind of like very casually gave me some little side eye when I mentioned when I mentioned <laughs> it. I'm like, what? I'm just, I'm not saying it's I'm not trying to insult the kid. I'm just saying when I hear it when I hear him cry, it sounds like a ter, a pterodactyl is about to swoop down. Right, and and, and and answer a call and rend you and rend you with his pterodactyl claws. Yeah, He's, that's about it.
0: He is adorable. He's walking. Yeah. Oh wow. Which means I'm exhausted all the time. I'm perpetually yeah. tired. We're, we're, I feel like we're perpetually tired because he's tough to keep up with. Once they start walking, he start. you know, walking gives way to running pretty easily. And that's, and that's where you're at. You know, it's All great. Right. It's great. I highly recommend it though.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, now the, now you went to Florida for Thanksgiving or just Christmas? Just Christmas. Okay.
0: Went back to the, uh, went back to the family in Connecticut for Thanksgiving. All right. And I that, had them reversed. And yeah. that was awesome. Uh, it was really great to see all you know my side of the family on Thanksgiving and then Emily's side of the family on you know around Christmas. What did you guys do for the holidays?
1: Um, so holidays were a little complicated for us. Thanksgiving we were supposed to go up to Vermont to see my in-laws because mm-hmm. as you know my wife Caitlin is from Vermont, um, full-on granola Vermonter. Uh, but then Caitlin broke her leg uh, beginning in November, right? And and all of a sudden like we're not able to, we're not able to get up to to Vermont because. I'm a born and bred New Yorker. I sure as hell don't have a driver's license. Right. I mean, I, I've driven a car before. I'm just not legally wait, allowed to do, do so. Wait, you don't have a driver's license at all? A lot of people who grew up in the city actually don't.
0: No, I, I get that, but yeah. I'm. I'm st- it still surprises. It still does surprise.
1: Yeah, me. it's it's very surprising for some people. But when you grow up, when you grow up like I did, two blocks from a subway station. Right. Do you ever? But do you ever plan on ever living anywhere else where you might need a car? Not at this point. I mean, I, I'm. I. I think I go back and forth, admittedly, on if I want to actually have the driver's license. Right. just it's to, an extra thing you got to do. It's an extra thing I, I have to do. It's like more time out of my already busy schedule. Right. I got to, um, what's it called? You, you know, then I got to worry about taking a test, schedule the road test, and then that's a whole to-do. Well, what do you do for like IDs in, on, on the plane? And I have a state ID. You have a state ID? Yeah. Is it a real
0: ID that you Yeah, it's, need? A, it's a New York State no, ID. No, no, Is it a real ID like, like you're going to need next year to get onto flights and, and stuff? Is it a federally approved ID? That's a thing now.
1: That's I mean, a thing. If, if it isn't, I also have a passport. Right. Okay. So, yeah, but well, uh, oh, but another thing I did over the holiday season, um, I finished the book I've been writing all year. Did you reel really? it? I did. It is a collection of short stories centered around the old Yankee Stadium. Each one of them challenged me in a different way. I told because I had the first story written, as you know, um, a while back, last fall, last fall, so fall 2018. Because right. I, I had this idea, I had the sentence in my head. I put it out there and said, "Let's try. Let's put the sentence to paper, see where it takes us." Well, what's the sentence? Uh, Yogi Berra comes to me in my dreams. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so that's the only preview you're getting. Uh, uh, now I need to find a literary agent. Sure. I got five short stories. I've got to figure out how do I package these to the agent? Um, How do I give them individual files? Do I have one big file? Lots of questions to ask. And uh, on top of it all, Garrett Cole became a Yankee, and being a Yankees fan tastes even better. You know, he's, he's, um,
0: he seems, it seems like he's going to be the difference maker in the AL East this year. Um, if we were, if there was any doubt, and I thought there was some doubt last year as to who the better team was, was it the Yankees? Was it the Red Sox? Right. Uh, this, re- I think, removes all doubt. And I think, but I think on the flip side, the lovable Yankees of 2017 are no more, and they are now the evil empire again. Well, you know, someone's they,
1: been listening to Michael Kay I definitely uh, have. And yeah, because
0: that Larry David bit. That Larry David
1: bit was great.
0: Absolutely hilarious. Oh yeah, that it was, was dying. among the funniest thing I ever did. But I, w- but I will say, like, I feel okay about
1: loathing the Yankees next year as much as I have in years past. I mean, you're certainly allowed, Paulie <laughs> I hey. mean, anyway, we've got a bit of a free-form show today, so I'm kicking off the hour timer right about now. All right, let's That's doing. putting the timer down let's, there.
0: Let's... Let's do this. Let's do popsicle stands. Yeah.
1: Oh. Oh. Real quick before we get before we get into it. Um, sure. I started watching Oz over the holidays. What do you,
0: do you do? You just do you just thirst for for bad feelings and depression. It's it's a brilliant show, but it's a hard watch.
1: It's a very hard watch. I found that a lot of t- I found that I had to um, you know. Take breaks from some episodes and just going on YouTube and watching <laughs> the Try Guys or just Michael K highlights or so episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine or Seinfeld,
0: right? Just uh, just something yeah. a little but something I, a little more upbeat than
1: Oz. Yeah, but uh, no, like a few months ago, I just t- um, I realized I had so many TV and movie recommendations from so many different people that I actually typed out a list. Yeah, and sure enough, right around Christmas time, it was Oz's turn. Well, you know, the, Oz. I remember watching Oz when I
0: was in college and oz was one of those shows it was like it was a it was a show that a bunch of guys could get in a dorm room together and yeah. just kind of and just kind of take in it was terrifying in a lot of ways but man i think we retreated that's that's the that's the beginning of the gilded era of TV,
1: And that, that's really when HBO kind of put everybody else on notice. Cause, right. Because what, what came right. first, Oz or Sopranos?
0: I think it was Oz, because Oz yeah. was in the 90s. Yeah, Oz ran 97
1: to 2003. Right. And then I think Oz overlaps with The Wire. Which, which I still haven't seen. Which
0: I thought started in like 2000 or 2001, but I
1: could be wrong. I was a teenager when The Wire came out, because I remember my dad tried giving it a watch to see how it compared to Sopranos. Every, Oz, I think, though, definitely, I think you're right oz
0: was hbo saying hey we're here this is what we're gonna do yeah. you could either come follow us or you can get left in the dust but we don't
1: care and they got a great cast i mean i'll, I'll watch right. Re- i'll watch rita moreno read the phone book absolutely yeah um ernie hudson Winston Zedmore himself oh
0: i mean look that's a, that's a big twinkie yeah that's that's a big twinkie
1: yeah <laughs> um a 66 pound twinkie <laughs> <laughs> anyway back to sports so yeah, um, great show. Yeah, real good show. But yeah, so the winter meetings happened a month ago. They did, and they were in San Diego. I almost went, Paulie D. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Sadly, we couldn't. We uh, we uh, didn't get our credentials request on in time, or in on time. But uh, next year, it's fine. Uh, but on the whole, it was a great week, Steve. And we all knew. I don't know about you, but I had a feeling this off season, with the amount of big names that were available. I had a feeling that it was going to be different compared to uh, previous off-seasons, especially the last two years, when last year, around this time, I think Manny Machado hadn't signed yet. Bryce Harper certainly hadn't. No, he hadn't. I don't yeah. think either of them signed till at least February. Uh, Machado signed before Harper. That Did, much I know. Maybe late
0: January, was it? I don't yeah,
1: because Harper, I think it was... Uh, spring training had started when he signed, right, and and games were already being played.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Um, but this time it was up like a bet out of hell. So I don't know whether the owners and the analytics guys finally got on the same page. I don't know whether the owners um, realized that the union smelled blood and were trying to move quicker. But let me put it this way. The moment Steven Strasburg... Return to the Washington Nationals. World Series MVP, Steven Strasburg. Brilliant performance. Brilliant performance. Brilliant performance. The moment he came back on a seven-year, $245 million contract for the Nationals, or was it... Was it two forty-five or was it two seventy? I thought it was higher. Here, you know, we have Let's the internet. Do, Let's we, look at it. We
0: have, we have the internet. There is no.
1: There is literally no reason why we shouldn't be Yeah, legalized. all right. So I'm pulling up Strasburg right now. He... Uh, and this was after opting out. Now mind you, at, even though he opted out, it I was nev- a
0: Kershaw opt out. And I think, I think if you really read the tea leaves, you you would see it that it was a Kershaw style opt
1: out. He yeah, just, he just I, wanted to
0: renegotiate.
1: All right, yeah, seven years, two hundred forty-five million. Now mind you, that was what I heard that the Yankees were going to offer Cole. So the moment that deal dropped, I said the Yankees have no choice but to go over three hundred million right Sh- now. Sure. Now in terms of who was in on Garrett Cole. The Anaheim Angels were in. Yep. The Los Angeles Dodgers. And then the Houston Astros kinda checked in. Right. And so are the Giants. And they were kind of the two mystery teams, but I think they were only there to up the bidding a little bit. Now, the I wasn't too worried about the Dodgers just because they're they're trying to unload some payroll. They've been talking. To the Red Sox about Mookie Betts, which we'll get to in a second. I have a take on that. All right. We'll, 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 we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll get to that. Know your place, Red Sox. We'll, the Yankees we'll, are talking we'll, right we'll now. We'll
0: get to that when I talk about High and Bloom. So
1: Yeah. Know. Yeah. Your, uh, your new GM or president right. of baseball operations. Abs- absolutely. So I, I was worried about the Angels just because. Knowing what I know about their owner Artie Marino... I thought they'd throw the I thought they'd throw the farm at him. I thought they were going to max out the credit cards, yeah. sell a kidney, on everything, take out three mortgages on the stadium. It's I thought they were going to throw... out
0: their, loan out their firstborn, like, and
1: and even still, they wouldn't have thrown the kitchen sink right. So I and you know Cole is a he's an Orange County guy, went yep. to UCLA, uh, and the Dodgers they have all that history with them, but apparently. Now, this is before the winter meetings. Apparently, before the winter meetings, Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, Scott Boris, and Andy Pettit, of all people, all met with Cole at a hotel in California. Well, that's some organizational dedication right there. Yeah, and then they took another meeting with him uh, at the winter meetings, and I swear, delirium was setting in for me. Because I was—I even though I wasn't at the winter meetings, I was still taking time off of work accordingly so that I could help cover them. Do you— I, I mean, I have questions for you about this, but sure, please continue. Uh, and so, oh, and then, you know, John Heyman's dropping all these non rumors, and oh, this right. could happen, this could happen. We're tearing our hair out. Finally, at or about midnight one night, I'm just sitting on the couch, just exhausted, getting ready. It's getting ready. Because, you know, it, oh, I forgot to mention, winter meetings were in San Diego this year. Right. So imagine trying to cover these with the time difference. No, yeah, no, it's late. Yeah, so it's after it's, like, it's it's around midnight. I'm getting ready to tell um, another uh, buddy of mine at ESNY, James Kelly, phenomenal writer. He's uh, yeah, al- also the host of the Bleacher Creatures podcast with al- with Allison Case. Um, <clears throat> I was getting ready to tell him, you know what, let's tear it down for the night. Let's let's just, you know what, it's probably going to happen at 4 or 5 in the morning, and then we can cover it when we get up. Sure. Sure enough, right as, as I'm about to message him that, Twitter notification from Heyman. Cole the Yankees, and I just jump on slack what we communicate through. And I'm like, James, wake up! We got him! We got him! <laughs> I am, like, dancing around my apartment. I am so thrilled. Uh, I think it's because I went into the the signing of Cole with zero expectations. The Yankees have been penny pinchers in the past. Even though this was Cashman's great white whale, I didn't think it was going to happen just because Artie Moreno was that crazy. But the Yankees, nine years, $324 million. That's a that's a robust contract. It is a very robust contract.
0: All right. So I have a couple of takes on this. Uh first of all, you had mentioned earlier at the start of this, and congratulations yeah. on on Garrett Cole. Uh, many returns, many happy returns may he bring you. Um you'll probably get a title out of them. That's yeah. that's take yeah. Um,
1: I forget who it was on MLB.com, but they predicted every World Single World Series for uh, the the entire decade, because we're in a new decade now. Um he has the Yankees winning uh, 2020 and 2021, and not making the World Series the rest of the decade. Well, that's I mean that's that's a little that's a little bold. I think in in Cole's nine years he'll
0: get he'll get you a title. Yeah, I, I'm expecting at least one title. I think I think he'll get you a title, but that's that that's that's, not, that's notwithstanding. Earlier, you were discussing um, you know the high price the high price the high ticket free agents kind of flew off the shelves this offseason. Yeah, right? you know. What's the one thing that Buster only isn't really talking about right now that he was talking about at this point last year and well into March? well it's a labor agreement. you know he was still, last year last year with these guys last year with these guys kind of staying on the staying on the market so long kind of shown a bright light into the labor, into MLB's labor situation. And that's the one thing I don't think that owners want. I think they smartened up and I think they said, look, we can take these guys off the market even if it's marginally more money to do so and we don't have to do the conversation about the labor situation in Major League Baseball and that we're a $12 billion organization and this, that, and the other thing. We don't have to do all those conversations. As long as we just take the high market, the marquee guys off the market now, we can shut everybody up and we could still drive down probably the average uh what do you call it? the average the average yearly payroll yearly salary for the for a major league ball player right they could yeah. still
1: achieve their goals
0: of paying major league ball players less and shut everyone up by taking high price guys off the market
1: well it, it, yeah it kind of reminds so we got to me-
0: crunch the, what i'm saying is we got to crunch the numbers yeah. and see hey Did anything really change from last year? Well, last year, very few guys kind of went in November and December. This year, more guys went in November, December. Be that as it may, let's look at the numbers and see where the salaries fall down. Are ballplayers getting paid more than last year or less than last year? And how does that compare with the rest of the decade? Right, because right, that's yeah. because because c- it's about money, right? Yeah, your employer wants to pay you as little as possible. Sure, ne- never forget that. Never forget that your employer again wants to pay you as little money as possible for the job that you do. That's capitalism, right? Yeah, and we can assume I think that MOB generally wants to do the same thing to its players, right? This way, I, mean, I
1: I don't know about MLB because MLB doesn't own any, any of the teams, but the owners, sure.
0: No, but you know what I mean—the the, yeah. the, the cadre, the cartel that is Major League Baseball, because that's what it is. Anytime you have, you know, you know, thirty people making a deal and how they—it's basically a cartel, uh, you know. They want to pay their players as little as possible and the players want to make as much as possible. And that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. So let's see who's winning when we crunch the numbers. At the end of March, let's see where the salaries are. Did the average salary go down? Did the average salary go up? If it went up, the players kind of won the offseason. If it went down the
1: if it went down, the owners won the offseason. I think it's kinda of as simple as that. In a way it kinda of reminds me of how Theo Epstein puts together his winning teams. Cause one thing I noted cause one thing I noticed when I was writing for Forbes, because my my main thing at Forbes when it came to writing about sports, I was big into salary and analysis right so one thing i learned just looking at the payrolls of the cubs who who eventually won the world series and the um <clears throat> excuse me and the red sox teams that he that he managed uh, at least in the front office um he invested in two big arms yeah. and a big bat right so so, so, so that- it's it's more about i think it's not so much that Salaries are going up or down. In this case, it's just that it's just that owners now have a better model of okay, where is the money going to be best spent,
0: well, or where is the war coming from? Right. So, so where are your win, your eighty some odd wins above replacement? I'm not your eighty some odd. Your your forty five to fifty five wins above replacement going to come from? Yeah. And if you look at actually some of the, if you look at past champions you kind of see in a very general sense that unless they had a really good farms farms uh, farm system with a bunch of really good pitchers like the Mets are kind of an outlier mm-hmm. you know for their world series teams and that in yeah. that way you know what i mean you're but you're talking their most recent world series team i'm talking i'm talking in generally the mets the Met, Many of the Mets' arms have come out of the farm system, right?
1: Yeah. they're marquee arms, right? Yeah, like DeGrom, Syndergaard, Mets, right. yeah.
0: To the extent that they make a World Series in the next couple of years, they're going to have a relatively homegrown pitching staff, right? Yeah. What I've noticed, what I have noticed, if you take a look at where the war comes from, most of the war, it seems, that's on the pitching staff, or more of the war that's on the pitching staff, is bought right is 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 acquired on the is is acquired via the free agent market versus a greater share I believe that's acquired through that's acquired through the farm system through position players that come up through the system and I think it's probably just a function of well pitchers are hard to predict especially up through the farm system and frequently they're trading chips because a lot of times They're gambles. Pitchers can be gambles, especially very young pitchers, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They're they're subject to injury, and and one injury can totally change the makeup of a pitcher where one injury, you know, a guy hurts his... You know, a 5 tool outfielder hurts his, you know, tears an ACL or something like that. Yeah, he's going to lose a step, but he still has, you know, two, three or four other tools to right. fall back on. You see what I mean?
1: Yeah, like Andrew McCutcheon, who, is, who right. was considered a top a top 5 tool player when he came up. Right. He tore his ACL with the Phillies last year, was doing great. But now, even though he's going to lose that step with the ACL, coming back from it. He'll still be able to hit, right? You still trust that he's going to be able to do the other things that that allow
0: allow you to win, and so the and so the way th- what you're talking about, we're going to rent a hype, we're going to rent a big bat and rent two arms. That kind of that kind of bears that out, right? So a greater percentage, you know, 40% of that pitching staff or that starting rotation is going to be, uh, you know, so 40%, you know, let's say even if let's say it's 40% of the war, it's probably a greater percentage of that that comes from the pitching staff is going to be acquired via the free agent market, well. Less of a share is going to less of a share of the uh, of the lineup is going to be acquired that way. So it kind of kind of works that way. Um, so you know, be that as it may, I think that's what the owners are doing by taking the guys by taking the marquee players off the market sooner. I don't know yeah. if it, it's obvious. Obviously, nobody knows if it's an agreement. I do honest. I honestly believe that you know that they all just know where the market is right that you know you had to know you have to know that cole is a you know he's the one of the best free agent pitchers to come along in a, in a couple years here you have to know that there's going to be competition so you got to get in
1: there and you might as well make it happen and uh, speaking of competition the white Sox are officially a team to watch this year because they've got they they who here's who they've signed in free agency i, I mean they were frisky last year they were though. frisky last year the yankees had some issues with the white Sox, but now they're they've the White Sox have pretty much put the AL Central on notice. I like what they've done. Yeah, because they who have they added? Dallas Keuchel, Yasmani Grandal, Edwin Encarnacion. They right. traded for Nomar Mazzara. Right. So, pretty much, the White Sox, they have a plan. They're trying to have that balanced team. It's really just a matter of if the rest of their young pitching, like Michael Kopic, uh, pans out. Yeah. Uh, along with, uh, you know, Giolito. Gil- you know, Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease. If Giolito can continue. Keichel
0: can kind of meet him where he's at. Yeah. Become a legit number 2 again and yep. and Giolito can stay as can stay in that ace form and maybe some of these other guys can fall into line and slide in the right places. The White Sox could be the White Sox could not only make some hay in the AL Central, they can make some they can make some hay throughout the AL.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's really just a matter of their pitching uh panning out. And everyone's Definitely. staying healthy because because um Yasmani Grandal he's had some issues staying healthy before.
0: That's true, but they have added so they've have added a bunch of pop to the lineup. So it makes you wonder are they are they trying to kind of duplicate what the Twins have over in Minnesota?
1: Yeah, and the Twins meanwhile are very much in on Josh Donaldson. Yeah, uh, they were in play more. for <laughs> add more home runs. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, and then they've also who the, but they've also lost Kyle Gibson. And they also, um, I think that they're trying to move. I think they're trying to move somebody. I can't, I can't remember who. But they were also very, very attached to, um, or very uh, engaged with Madison Bumgarner when he, when he was a free agent before he signed with Arizona. Yeah, he would have been a great signing for them. Yeah. Um, I still think the Twins kind of overachieved last year. I think they did too. Yeah, because with the new ball. Because you, you remember, oh, target, a- target Field in its infancy, you can't hit a home run out of there. Right. like it. The, you can make the argument that on top of injuries, Target Field killed Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau's collective careers. You could argue that. Now, now granted, Morneau run up, won a batting title since then with the Rockies. Sure. But Coors Field. Right. So I think that... And let's be fair, he's still Justin Morneau. You know, you know what I mean? It's the the man
0: who robbed Derek Jeter of an MVP award. He's yes, never he is. he's never needed to hit fifty-five home runs to to be a, a real contributor no, in the lineup, no, of you know what I mean? Not. Like yeah. he's the, he's never a guy
1: who's a, you know oh man if Morneau's not hitting home runs what's he doing? No, right.
0: he's, he's
1: he's he's a he's a quality major league hitter. He's a quality major league hitter. I think that the Twins are going to make some noise next year, just not as much as they did in twenty nineteen. I mean, how much more noise could they make? You know, I mean, it depends because I he- I've heard some rumors. I think I saw this from. I think it was from Bob Nightingale or maybe it was Jeff Passon, that they're trying to move Eddie Rosario. Who's...
0: Is that right?
1: Yeah, because, well, he's about to become more expensive. Right. And the Twins, they the, – the biggest problem I've had with the Twins is – What a lineup the... they had last year. Yeah. I'm, I've am i noticed throughout their history they're, they're more willing to go out and get that free agent than they are willing to pay a homegrown guy. Right. A little bit. A little bit yeah. more. Yeah. They so. se- they
0: seem still seem pretty cautious about who they add when they add them. Yeah, know? yeah, they are, and which is which is valid because they play in a very small market. You know what? Look in the AL Central the AL Central shaping up to be a pretty exciting division this year. You got the White Sox, you got the Twins. I don't think the I think I I agree with you that I think the Twins are going to fall off just a little bit, but I don't think they're going to go away and uh, run away and hide. Yeah, and, no. and of course I think the Indians still have the best manager in
1: the division, so you know they're going to be in it. Uh, we'll see, yeah. Because if Rocco Baldelli can get the kind of reaction out of the Twins in his in uh, his first year,
0: right? He, you yeah. know, he and he did a he did a heck of a job. But Terry Francona is not a man to be trifled with. Speaking
1: of uh, old Red Sox, let's talk about the Red Sox. Yo yoy, yoy, yoy. We'll get into
0: the we'll get into all the all the dirty business later because I know you know if you're listening to a podcast like this that there's that there's allegations afoot. You yeah, know, there are uh, lobbed, right. lobbed Boston, or do you let's let's address the let's address the
1: allegations because address the elephant now, in the room. Now, first things first. Jeff Passan tweeted out yesterday that MLB is expected to announce the results and subsequent punishments of the Astros investigation in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. On the same day that this broke, I think I believe was also passing. Or, oh no, I'm sorry, it wasn't passing. Rosenthal. It was, Rosenthal, it was Ken and, Rosenthal Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drillic of the Athletic once again. Right, at, Athletic is doing some great work. Had, I have to subscribe. Real <laughs> sidebar. Yeah, here's why you, you need to subscribe. Joe Posnanski, who's highly underrated baseball writer, if you ask me. Joe Posnanski. He was at. I think he was at Sports Illustrated for a while. No, I
0: th- I'm thinking of Tony Posnanski on Twitter,
1: who's actually. a a pretty decent Twitter Twitter fellow. Joe Poznanski covers baseball for The Athletic. He's doing a series of essays right now where it's 100 essays from a certain point up until opening day where he counts down his top 100 players. Oh, my God. Fascinating articles. You know what? I got I to th- – how much is it? Um, I think it's like ten bucks a month. Do You got like a
0: holiday deal? You can, you know, a, a half off that you. You can, know what? Let me. Can I, 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 I buy I'll, a tote bag or something? I'll try or? and
1: I'll try and invite you via Facebook or something. Maybe yeah, there's a special yeah. deal there with like, with like a promo code. Yeah, but it's definitely worth it. I mean, th- there was a piece a, a few days ago. On, I love good sports writing. There was a piece a, a few days ago on Phil Neek or the knuckleballer, which is one of the best stories I've read in my life. Oh, he's fascinating. Yeah, and and he's got and he's got you know like cool Papa Bell, uh, Bullet Joe Rose. Rogan, uh, not not to be confused with the podcaster Joe Rogan, right? Who's who's brilliant in his own right. Yeah, and, um, this pitcher Kid Nichols. It, it's really fascinating. Kid Nichols. Yeah, yeah. No, I, all the all the old timey
0: baseball nicknames of the great uh, Sal the Barber Magley. You yeah, know, just guys like that. It's Candy just, Cummings. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, just. I, there's there's a book there's a book called Field of Screams which is all the dark you know the dark underbelly of baseball throughout the years it is yeah, yeah you've told me about that a fantastic book I'm gonna order that one again fantastic home. book pick it up it's all the it's all the neer do you know the the ne'er do well yada yada
1: yada guys I, I've got way too many books to read at this point no so do I I mean currently on my list I've got Elton John's memoir which I got for Christmas right. Uh, similarly also, which I got for Christmas, I got Live from New York, which is the oral history of Saturday Night Live. Oh my God. That sounds yeah. great. And I got this one last Christmas and I still haven't finished it. I barely made a dent in it. It's, um, it, I think it's like basketball, a love story, something like that. Um, what's, uh, what's her name from the Boston Globe? Jackie, Jackie Ryan? Is that? No, Bob Ryan. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. I have no, I, know, I know. I know that the book you
0: just mentioned basketball a love story is a like a new york Times bestseller yeah and,
1: and is it it, it it is apparently a phenomenal book I don't know who I don't remember or know who wrote it Jackie McMullen Jackie McMullen jack well she was one of them it was it was her and two other it was uh she and two others um but yeah so anyway back to boston so, I haven't
0: look I, in my own on my own reading list I haven't been uh, i'll admit i have been neglectful of um what do you call it? Neglectful of my sports writing literature because I've been cutting through Fred Saberhagen's Berserker series novels. Any relation to Brett? <laughs> no, it actually isn't. He's a science fiction writer, but he's pretty good. The Berserker series is pretty good. It's it's You can see why you might not have heard of it, but the premise is okay. All
1: right. The premise is decent. Anyway, All right, the Red Sox. Here Red we Sox. So these new allegations oh, yeah, 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 from yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosenthal and drelick Right um apparently the red sox use their video replay room to steal signs okay
0: now just here's what here's what i want from you because i think you know more about this than i do sure and the and i want you to tell whoever's listening to us both of the people that are listening to us um i want you to tell them I, I i want you to tell them both what goes on in a video replay room generally who's present and does the major does major league baseball have any representatives there? And if so, sure.
1: What's the deal? So the purpose of a video replay room. I mean, there's the obvious, which is you know check for instant replay calls. Um, but apparently, the 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 video replay room. You can also that's how pitchers uh, analyze their swings. It's how they analyze movement on pitches. It's how they it's how they just analyze mechanics. So they they could see in real time what they've been doing or how or how a pitcher is going. Now MLB, per this article from Rosenthal and Drellick, is supposed to have representatives in each and every room, which a practice they started in the 2018 postseason. So these representatives are to make sure that everyone asks, uh, everyone is conducting business properly. There's no dirty pool going on. The problem is some uh, some representatives are very stringent with the rules, and others are lax. There was there was one art- in the article. One guy said. Uh, someone disappeared for minutes at a time. Other one, another was there the entire game. Right now, what the Red Sox are accused of doing is having a camera stationed on the catcher's signs, pretty much watching the signs, breaking them down, and then the video team is using them to coordinate. Okay, what pitches are coming? Right now, this information they would then relay to a hitter, who, if he reached second base, would give some sort apparently give some sort of signals as to what kind of pitch was coming. Right now, that said. As, as far as I'm concerned, while this is something of a flatting of the rules, I really don't see that much of a problem with it. I, I it's don't a, hate it. it. It's a leg up version of what, of what hitters have been doing for years. Yeah, I don't hate it. Now that said, since it is against the rules, I think that at an absolute minimum, since the Red Sox have been busted doing this before, hello, Mr. Apple Watches, <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't laugh so satisfactorily, uh. I think that at a minimum, I don't. I don't want to see the Red Sox punished. I don't want them to have the book thrown at them. I, just fine them again. Here's here's just, my just fine them a heavy. Just fine them, let's say half a million dollars, and then take away some international signing money. That's here, it. Here's my take on the on the whole thing. Sure, all, all the cheating, all the cheating. If you're gonna do one,
0: you got to do them all, right? So if you're gonna, so you you've you've looked at the you've looked at the Astros, and I think they kind of saw. Quite how far maybe the rabbit hole went down. Before
1: you continue, I sure. want I want to add with what the Red Sox are accused of doing. Apparently, through MLB's investigation, they determined that many other teams, including the Yankees, as recently as 2015, were also doing it. Right. So, the, so I'm not singling out the Red Sox at all.
0: Absolutely. And I and I understand that. And I think any Red Sox fan listening to this might appreciate <laughs> listening to this might appreciate it. Excuse I know. Me. No. The the mere mention of Red Sox fandom gets this Yankee fan it causes to choke in, in hatred. Doesn't mean to choke on this delicious in, hot apple cider. In, in hatred and rage. No, I'm kidding. Um, we have a very amicable relationship. Um, Only sometimes. It, no, it's arm's length. It's arm's length. It's arm's length. I'm watching you, Paulie Dave. It's arm's
1: length. <laughs> all it's, right. arm, it's arm's length. Hey, well, uh, but the, the, you, point, you
0: the point is, if it could be destroyed by the truth, it deserves to be destroyed by the truth. And what yeah. I mean is this. If it's against the rules, punish them. But don't punish one club that's doing it. Punish them all. And make sure that it can't happen again. Now the problem is you've got a private replay. You've got a private replay room in a cl- in a in a club's in a club's du- in a cl- in the clubhouse. Uh, the
1: the Red Sox room, according to Michael K, is right off the dugout.
0: Right, but it's still it's private. It's yeah. a private location, right? Sure. And then you think Major League Baseball that you're going to send officials in, and they're a all going to treat. Each team equally. 30 different guys are all going to treat each team the same way. And B, all 30 are not going to get captured by the clubs. You're out of your minds. So there has to be some other thing that you do to curb this behavior, if that's if that's what you wanna do if that's what you want to curb. If you decide, well, we can't curb this behavior; we can only curb the kind of over-the-top stuff like the like what the Astros were doing—garbage cans and waving and banging in the du- you know all the yes. all the rest of it. You know, that's that's one thing. But if you're gonna try to curb this, major league baseball officials in the dugout aren't going to do the job because they're going to get captured. What do I mean by captured? Whenever somebody tries to regulate somebody else, they always get captured after a while. Why? And what I mean by that is it doesn't mean that they do corrupt things or that they let them slide purposely. It's that they... They get captured. They fall in. They start to like the club that they're with. It's cool to hang out in a major league dugout, and you're oh, it's fine. I'll let it slide. And look, it's the same thing with SEC regulators hanging out with with Wall Street. You know, with Wall Street financiers. Yeah. It's okay, guys. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll I'll sweep it under the rug. It's all right. This, that, and the other thing. That's always going to happen to your regulators. So you need to figure something
1: else out. If you want to curb this sort of behavior, they'll look into that for sure. I mean, I remember reading the article that I think it was either slightly before or maybe slightly after the uh, the uh, the uh, Apple Watch incident. Uh, Joe Torrey, who heads up this division of MLB, he um, he, he sent out a memo. Which after the Astros thing, there was su- there was supplemental information to it, right? So, I think that Adam, my take on this personally is that all that the Red Sox getting busted really does. At the absolute worst for them, it kind of confirms that Cora was quite involved in what happened with the Astros. Oh my God! It draws us a straight line. It. I don't want For wanna, me, it's a
0: straight line.
1: So, so as far as you're concerned, it's a smoking gun.
0: Uh, this, what I'm saying is, is that it does not surprise me at okay. all. Now, if I learned in two weeks that Alex Cora is suspended for like three years (laughs) i'm I'm expecting he'll get 80 games do do you know what i mean if alex Corey gets a heavy heavy handed suspension from mlb i'm not surprised at all and the other thing is I'm, i'm suddenly now less surprised that he got the manager job with very little prior experience you know a year as a bench coach and prior to that he was a tv analyst right look here's what i bring to the table although what the red sox are accused of doing is not much different than a guy standing on second base and figuring out the size. It's of the exact same thing. It's a leg up version. Well, of that. yeah, but they've analyzed it before and here's what you look for, right? That's that's what they're saying. What I have a problem with and what the Ast- of, of what the Astros are accused of is transmitting information to batters in real time. Yes, electronically.
1: Uh, allegedly, that's only a rumor at this point,
0: right? I'm mean, well, John Boy. I mean, he's a yeah. phenomenal Twitter follower. Oh, oh,
1: you're talking about the video footage he found where, where, right. like, where it, in real time you're hearing, you know, like that, right? So. A pounding. Sorry for
0: everyone who's next door. A pounding, or they're alleging a butt. That's where that's where the tech sits when there's a tech. Oh really? Yeah. All right. Cool. We're, we're sorry, we are just little little <laughs> QED lore. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but there were there, there were some allegations out there that they were wearing buzzers under their wristbands. Yada yada yada. That's what I have a problem with, and I think that's what Major League Baseball had a problem with with the Apple Watches. It's real time. It's electronic. It's right. Usually, it's 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 real time stuff that's transmitted to batters in real time. Right. You're not. You're not. You're not banking on anybody to decode anything. What if the guy's standing on? What if the Red Sox have done all the analysis they could do? They've told you know to to JD Martinez and JD Martinez gets mixed up on the way to second base and re- <laughs> relays the wrong information. Do you know what I mean? Like there's I mean stuff happens sometimes. It's different than sending Mookie bets at the plate two buzzes if it's a fastball, three if it's a curve. Right. It's different, and that's at least part of what the rumors are are that the Astros engaged in. So I have less of a problem, I much less of a problem with what the Red Sox are doing. But if it's against the rules, punish them, find some people, and, and let's move on. But yeah. if you're going to find the Red Sox for doing this, find everybody that's done it and find them too because
1: I don't like the selective enforcement thing. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so let's stay with the Red Sox. Let's talk about uh, your boy Chaim Bloom. So the the, Red Sox. To life. To life. La Chaim. Right, right, right. La Chaim, La Chaim to life. (laughs) Moving on. So Ziedel
0: should have married Laser Wolf. He was a good man, JB. He's a good man. He's a butcher. She'd never want for meat.
1: Titles a vegan, you insensitive <laughs> swine. In turn of the century, Ukraine, Russia, wherever the Nobody hell- Nobody was Florida a vegan. The there were place. Cossacks
0: everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Little, all little right. Fidd- fiddle around the roof. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Moving on. Anyway. So, God, we need to hire a sound effects guy for sure. Swiftly go the days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the Red Sox this offseason have stayed very quiet. Um, Mitch Moreland has signed elsewhere. I forget where. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to look at it <laughs> now because that's really bothering me. I think it's. I think. I think they
0: they've got they've got a first base figured out with with Chief Chavis. Yeah. And, 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 and oh, and
1: Moreland is still a free agent. Who knew? Okay. They,
0: they've got they've, they've got probably first base figured out between Chavis and and who and whoever and, and the poo poo platter from from the minor leagues there.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so. The major additions that the Red Sox have made, you sign Martin Perez, a left-handed starter, spent last year with the Twins. He can either be in the rotation or at the back end, or if he could be a long guy out of the pen. It's all about if he can stay healthy, because (laughs) he's he's got some shoulder problems, some elbow problems. And then, to address the infield, the Red Sox signed Jose Peraza, who, look, he's 25, he's a a contact hitter. I think Fenway, he could do a great job there. If he could get his fly ball right up, he could get lots of doubles off the monster. These are pieces. These are all just pieces. Right. Because it drives home the main reason Bloom was hired. He is there. To trim the payroll. He's there plain to, and simple.
0: He's there to trim and he's there to solve the Mookie Betts conundrum.
1: Yes. Now now it's not just Mookie Betts, it's also David Price. I remember seeing something uh right after Cole signed with the Yankees that the Angels were interested in Price.
0: There is no David Price conundrum if there is not a Mookie Betts conundrum. The conundrum lies with Mookie Betts.
1: Well, Paulie D., before we get to Mookie Betts, let me bounce this trade idea off you. Hit me. You? All right. So the Angels will get Um You will get the Angels get David Price. And Xander Bogart, so that's two big contracts oh. off the books. The Red Sox one get Andrelton Simmons back. It's an expiring contract. He could do well in Fenway, and you can extend him at at or about the same of what you would have got of what Bogarts was getting. And he's a much better defender. No, I think that I, I don't think they want to
0: get that little back for Xander. Um, and I know they want to dump Price. I think they want to get something back from him, and that move, honestly, JB, sounds like a pure salary dump. They don't want to do a pure salary dump. I did. Then,
1: then what's Mookie Betts? They move,
0: I think what they're trying to I really, honest. I honestly believe this. I have no proof of it, nothing to substantiate it whatsoever, but the reason that the Red Sox have been so quiet mm-hmm. is I think they've been deeply engaged with the Dodgers about, okay, how do we figure this out? We both need to shave we both have players that the other one loves how do we figure out a bets bets plus price for you know
1: maybe we get Corey seager back maybe we get some other some other pieces i think back. that i think that if you're going to trade bets to the dodgers do you know I, what i mean like, i think that, I, 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 think that if, I, I think that if bets goes to the dodgers odds are that the, that the dodgers will also send an outfielder over right so i think that and then jackie bradley's got to go I think if you do Bets ja- and Jackie Bradley for Oh no you, you know what better idea Bets Bradley and Price I'll I'll do you one better You get Bets and Raphael Devers to the Dodgers no, that
0: that's never going to happen <laughs> I was no, kidding
1: Devers, Devers is a non-starter Yeah I, I, was, uh, I was I was I was messing with you Right uh, I hate I but hate, I th- I think, hate you for that Okay but Bets and Jackie <laughs> Bradley Jr you could probably get Jock Peterson back Right um maybe you can um you know what? Maybe you could get Matt Beattie. He can play some outfield too. Right. I, I mean, I mean, he's a left-handed back, great contact hitter. Right. What about Mr. Max Muncy? What's what's he up to these days? <sighs> Max Muncy, that's a good question. Is he arbitra- He's arbitration eligible. Yeah, right? for the first time in his career, I think. Right. But he's also he's also kind of on the older side. We'd love. I th- I think
0: they'd like a guy like that.
1: Max Muncy. Let's they'd see. They'd like
0: that plus a pitcher.
1: So Max Muncy last year per Spoh track. Max Muncy for the Dodgers. He's Because you don't need Corey Seager. All right, so he's 29. This is his first year of arbitration eligibility. He's expected to make $4.6 million. Yeah, that's a
0: great difference. Yeah, so and it replaces some of Betts's production, not all of it, but it solves first base. You move your pieces, and he, can, around. He, and
1: he can also play second and third,
0: right? You move your pieces around. He's a bit of a Swiss Army knife. That those are the guys that they're looking to get in return. They want they want guys over whom the Dodgers have control, right? And they want it. They want that control transferred to them, and that's and that's it. They're looking to they're looking to trim, but they're also looking to not lose too much in the long term. And I don't think that they're. The the information that I've read is that they've already basically offered Betts three hundred million and he's turned it down. Well, Bet, well, it's what are you going, JB? What do you want him to do? I'm a fan of this team, but what do I want him to do? I, I there's how much more do I come on?
1: I mean, I think that with because you and I have talked a lot about Mookie Betts. You've you've been wanting the the Red Sox to re-sign him. I I do. Actually I do. I think
0: he's a I think he'd he'd be a great Boston lifer. But at the same time, if he's gonna be intransigent and hold out for four hundred million, there's no way we can do that.
1: Yeah, it's like you can't And he's it, not it's ri- kinda of, it's kinda he's like, not worth that. It's kind of like um to use a basketball reference, it's kind of like when Dwight Howard was still in the Orlando Magic, right. and his issues with you know Stan Van Gundy and GM um, Otis Smith, I think his name was. Numbers were great. Numbers were great, but he was having issues with management. His contract year was coming up, right? And he, and he basically was saying like, "I'm going to test the market." And the Magic were saying, "We need to know: Are we in the mix? Are we in the mix?" Right? And there, I remember one report from Yahoo came out and said, "I don't know, Dwight free agency. He's going to f the Magic." Right. And then it got to the point where after one game, he had a really good game, he said he wanted to stay in Orlando, and then the Magic said, you know what, forget free agency, unless you opt in for next year, we will actively seek to trade you at the deadline. Sure. So he opted in, and then was traded to the Lakers that summer. And that didn't go well. It did not go well at all. (laughs) So so I think that the Red Sox are in a similar position where they got they got to uh they got to get something. They got they got to tell Mookie Betts, "Hey, like take a crap or get off the pot. Play me or trade me, Mookie." Yeah. You know, like wh- what what do you want? Cuz I feel like And the problem is Mookie Betts has been very open about how he wants the experience of testing the market. Great, great. No, I'm I'm very happy. And uh, and if, if okay. that is the case, another... the Red Sox have to trade
0: him. Well, but have another have another year like you did last year. Have another down year, and then you're going to end up with 225 million over 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 eight years, if that, if that, if that. You had yeah, he had a great MVP year. He's not Mike Trout. I'm sorry, but he's not. I think he's a great player, and I think in this Red Sox lineup, he could be he could be he could be really great, especially with JD Martinez there, because JD Martinez, no way, JD Martinez is not opting in. Whenever he has the chance to opt in
1: from here on out, he opted in this year. Yep, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it for as
0: long as he well, can. Well,
1: I, I thought I thought him opting in, it was opting in for the rest of the contract. Is it? I thought he got another yeah. year. Yeah, no, it's 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 opting in for the rest. I thought of he the year. I thought he had a I thought he had a player option for year. He might. I I don't think for he the does. next year because because when Price opted in, it was for the remainder of the deal. Uh. <sighs> So I thought I thought JD had that I told updates. you Dombrowski was a bad hire, but he's no. It's not a t- he sense to me. Hey, look,
0: he won a title, right? He had a he had a shot at a dynasty Yeah, how many it. how
1: many of those were actually his guys though? He
0: had a shot at a dynasty and he blew it. I'll give it I'll give you that. He had a shot at a dynasty. A five or six year dynasty and he blew it.
1: Hey uh, Speaking hey. of dynasties, hey Paul AD had the Patriots do last weekend. You know, I think that this might be the <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, yuck it up, JB.
1: Ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> yuck it up. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch old witch. Belichick, Tom Brady too. Okay. I've got it out of my system. Go ahead.
0: You know, watching the Tennessee Titans game in it, because it wasn't a Patriots game. Um, watching the Tennessee Titans, I knew pretty early that we were going to cough this one up, and, and we weren't going to do I, it. I uh, texted you about this. Yeah, and I texted. I, I picked the Titans
1: from the get go. Right, they're picked, they're the hottest team right now in the NFL. They're a hard hitting team. Mike Vrabel's done a great job. Yeah. considering how he changed quarterbacks midway through. Right, and he's a Belichick disciple. Yeah, sorry, played it, for it, him and coached under him in every way.
0: Vrabel was a Belichick disciple. Yep. He's totally ruthless, and I think. I think Vrabel can beat Kansas City. They, I think Vrabel can beat Kansas City. I the, think Vrabel can outcoach Andy Reid. Am I nuts? Am I insane? What's the spread? Well, on that well, game? Vrabel's playing. No, the Titans have the Ravens first. Titans have the Ravens. Ooh. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, oh, that's right. No, Vrabel, the the Ravens are too much for them. The Ravens have a very good run defense. So, because I, I looked this up the other day, the Ravens ranked fifth against the run. The Ravens are too much. For the Titans. Had the Titans drawn
0: the. Had the Titans been, have been, a, been a higher seed, had the seeds been flipped and the Titans were going to KCA, the this, Titans I, could
1: have won. Both teams rely on a heavy run attack. Whether in Baltimore for Saturday, it's going to be in the 60s, but it might start raining during the game. Right. Um, now, Vrabel can't outcoach Harbaugh. He can't outcoach Harbaugh, no. and the Ravens were. Belichick r- can barely outcoach Harbaugh. In
0: this year, yeah. Belichick. This year, Belichick could not well, outcoach coach
1: Harbaugh. Well, you said it all season long. The Patriots this year, despite their hot start, you were saying the entire time this team isn't that good. No, they're not. They weren't that yeah. good,
0: and I knew they weren't that. And I'll tell you why I knew they weren't that good. They weren't that good because the offense started to sputter against lousy teams after and after AB left, after Antonio Brown left. The offense, they were yeah, they were putting up points, but it was trick plays. It was.
1: It was flea flea. If you watch the game, this was the most creative Belichick has had to be in his entire career coaching the Patriots.
0: In McDaniel's too, there was a ton of trick plays this year. There was a lot of defensive touchdowns in some of these games, which inflated the scores. So people look at the scores and they're saying, "Oh wow, they beat them!" You know, twenty something to this or thirty something to that. Yeah, they're for the first eight games of the year. They're playing lousy teams. Mm-hmm. The Jets couldn't get out of their
1: own way. The Miami Dolphins stunk. I'm gonna pull this up right now because I'm curious how many teams the Patriots <laughs> actually played this year that act- that um made the playoffs last year. All right, so Patriots, here we go. Pull up their schedule. I think, I think three, and they lost to them all in the regular season. Yeah, let's find out. Opening up the schedule. I think, they, I think it was three. Yeah, I should have had this up earlier. That's okay. all right. No, I'll take it down. All right, anyway. So, of the teams they played this year in the regular season that were in the playoffs last year, one, two, three, uh, were the Texans in the playoffs last year? I thought they were, so that would be four. And they played Kansas City, too. So, they, so the Patriots, they beat Buffalo twice you beat the Steelers a uh, week 1 but that but also i th- i think that uh but
0: do it playoff teams this year of the teams that made the playoffs this year how many how many did they play it's, it's uh
1: they played Baltimore Philadelphia uh Houston Kansas City and Buffalo so five so, teams yeah so Baltimore Philadelphia uh Houston Kansas City and Buffalo and in, and against those teams they were 2, two and 3 and, right oh no no i'm sorry 3 and 2 Yeah, because you beat Philadelphia. Wait, no, wait, I'm wrong. So you beat... Yeah, okay, three and three. You beat Buffalo twice. Right. Lost to Baltimore. Right. Beat Philly. Right. Then lost to Houston and Kansas City. Right. So you're three and three. We lost to every... We lost to just about every
0: other playoff team, except for Buffalo, that just... They they weren't enough. They didn't have enough to beat the Patriots. I've
1: been saying get Buffalo a proper number one receiver, 100%. and they're and they're a different team. Yeah, Devin Singletary I think is a great young running back. Allen can th- Allen can throw the ball. Yeah, and he can run too. Right. But his Allen's problem is that he's inexperienced because you saw it uh, against the Texans. Buffalo had that game won, but then in the second half, Josh Allen was playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. Hundred well, percent. What did you think about the absurd attempted
0: lateral on the way down the sideline? Oh, The... Just
1: that's all I have to say to that
0: on a Belichick team that'd get you benched for the rest of your career. Yeah, but the I mean, Patriots... that's, the, that's the bottom line. That's such a that's such a grievous error in that moment that they're lucky that they're escaped. But it bespoke kind of where Buffalo was, where
1: their head was, and
0: they they were panicking at that point in the game.
1: Let's go back to let's go back to the Patriots real fast, <laughs> do we have to? Yes, we do. Stop crying. All okay. right, all right. No, look, it's I've watched
0: I've watched the 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 Belichick Brady era. Uh, this is year this is year nineteen. Yeah. of the Belichick Brady era, um, unprecedented success: nine Super Bowls, thirteen oh. AFC Championship yeah. games, like eleven straight division titles, six titles six Super
1: Bowl titles JB all good things come to an end yeah I mean Cowherd was saying um, that's it I think before Wildcard weekend he was saying how 2020 is gonna be remembered as the year that dynasties die and he's and he cited the Patriots. He cited Alabama. He cited the Golden State Warriors who haven't been playing very well this right. year. Right. And Saturn's on its way out of Capricorn and into Aquarius this year, albeit for just part of the year. This is not your astrology podcast. All right, all right, today. all right. I don't have one actually. I don't have one. I'm just Yet. I'm just a little too <laughs> deep into astrology for my own good. Anyway, so the Patriots right now are at a crossroads because Definitely are. Because Tom Brady's future entirely in limbo. He's about to be a free agent for the first time. I think he comes back, but I think he comes back too just because because he's su- he's such a creature of habit, you might as well. Yeah, and and on top of that, um. But at the same time, he's never gotten a major contract extension from him. They've never really rewarded him. Nope. Yeah, they've they've said no. We're going to treat you like everybody else. Belichick has wanted him gone for a while because Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Brady had to go over Belichick's head and go cry into Bob Kraft, and then sure enough, Garoppolo
0: traded. First of all, we don't know for a fact that that's what happened. Although I can say that I do that it is my belief that Belichick intended Brady to be succeeded by Jimmy, by at least Jimmy Garoppolo, if not Jacoby Brissett.
1: Yes, I agree because they
0: were carrying three for a while, and they're both pretty good, yeah. obviously, as we saw when Brady was suspended. And Belichick's mo. Over his career is to leave guys a year early and not a year late. That's what he's best at. He's ruthless about it, mm-hmm. but he does it because it improves the team and it keeps them in the game and it gives it and it maintains their chance to win and maintains their edge. Just the same, he's not. He hasn't been allowed to do that. My to finish the point, he hasn't.
1: I don't think he's been allowed to do that with Brady, and I think he would have done it already. Yes, uh, and that said. Belichick's, especially by Tennessee, Belichick has been almost kind of exposed in a way because you see, okay, he's going to lean heavily on Brady, that O-line, Brady can't throw as well as he used to, so we're going to have a lot of dinking and dunking, and then we're going to overcompensate on defense because, surprise, for all the dinking and dunking that Brady does, there's no receivers. No, the point, I mean, the point is on defense
0: is that you, if the offense, it's, it's, it's simple numbers. If the offense cannot win, Belichick's, remember, Belichick's, It's my belief, anyway, that Belichick's theories about the game are really, really simple. It's about field position, things like time of possession. And isolating one weakness on the other team attacking weaknesses, special teams, that sort of thing. But let's look look at the look at the broad points of the game. Field position, time of possession. If your defense is on the field too much, they will be gassed by the end of the game. It's, yes, it's just the, it's just the way of things. Right. And, look, and you look, can't no, you can't have Stefan Gilmore carrying everybody. Look no further than Atlanta's defense in in the greatest Super Bowl comeback in in sports history. Yeah. Or in football history, yeah. look, no, look, they were gassed. They were gassed by the end of it. They, they mm-hmm. were gassed, right? right? And it's no, and even a great defense, and it happens to all defense. It can happen to any defense, but even a great defense can get gassed if your offense cannot stay on the field. And Brady's offense, especially late in the season, couldn't stay on the field he just couldn't do it and as a result, yeah, you're going to get you're going to get gashed late in the games. That and the other thing is that defense doesn't have an Achilles heel. They they can't stop the run. That yeah. was that's a problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Derrick Henry who's already built like a Mack truck for a running back anyway. He kind of reminds me of Brandon Jacobs, please, but only better. Please.
0: They were gashed all year by running backs. And in, in good ones, admittedly, good ones, but Nick Chubb gashed him, Lamar Jackson gashed Mark Ingram.
1: Right. Gashed all year. One way or another though, Paulity, I'm gonna say this much about the Patriots while we have about just under ten minutes left. Regardless now now here now, let's make this very clear. If Brady leaves, if for you know, the Chargers or the Stop Colts Stop it, Brady's not leaving, I don't admit it. Paul. <laughs> we gotta accept this possibility. Let's say that Brady does leave, goes to California, Indianapolis, anywhere that needs a quarterback. If I'm the Patriots, i may be signing someone off the scrap you've been tanking for a year, and right. then just making, and then finally utilizing all that cap space, which they don't really do all that often, except for certain circumstances. And one way or another, if Brady is there, the offense needs to take a step forward because you <laughs> s- Belichick spent a first round pick on Nikhil Harry, who had two 1,000 yard seasons at Georgia. Right, Nikhil Harry, he's a good route runner. He, he looks like a bust. And yet, the wide receivers coach and special teams guy, Joe Judge, he's now the giants head coach. Not sure why, how that happened. And the good news for the Patriots is that even if the same team is brought back next year, the AFC East is pretty weak, and we know Buffalo is criminally easy. The Jets are probably going to take a, take a step forward if they draft well and stay healthy, but of course it's the Jets. We're not going to talk about the Dolphins, but... If Brady's gone, can New England live to, fit in, to fight another day with or without him? I I don't think they can. If Brady leaves, I don't
0: think that they're going to be able to compete or plausibly compete for a Super Bowl next year. It would be to their benefit to tank if Brady walks. One hundred percent. If let's presume Brady comes back to finish out his forty third and forty fourth years of life, sure. you know, as a ball, as a as a football player with the Patriots. If Brady comes back, it's got to be contingent behind the scenes that they're going to sign a deep threat. And I'm not just yeah. talking about any deep threat. I'm talking about somebody who could draw a double team. Because what has Brady had since Gronkowski? Is a guy who could draw two defenders. Because yeah. if you draw two defenders, that means somebody's uncovered. It opens up the field, And yeah. And Brady's an expert at finding the... And the Patriots are expert at... Experts at planning for and exploiting those sorts of weaknesses in a defense. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They, if they bring Brady back, they've got to bring a deep threat who could draw double coverage. That's why AB was so. That's why Antonio Brown was important, and Josh Gordon wasn't. Josh Gordon wasn't drawing double teams. This just crossed my mind, Paulie D. What if?
1: What if? In the way Josh Gordon wasn't drawing double teams in the way that Antonio Brown was. What if it turns out Josh McDaniels is the problem because? A lot of the time, and we saw this with the Cowboys with Jason Garrett, Tom Brady is a good—we've seen it happen before. Tom Brady is a good enough quarterback that he can elevate guys and make them look better than they actually are. Right. We saw it with Dion Branch, David Patton, David Givens. But yet, when that's not working anymore, I understand that Brady's uh, a lot older now. His arm isn't as strong. He still makes that big throw downfield. At what point do you start questioning the coaching? Well— my issue is, you know, if you really watch – if if you watch the
0: games, there are certain times, especially uh, late in the season, where it just seemed that Brady was not always on the same page as, especially in Keel Harry mm-hmm. and, uh, and, to a certain extent, Philip Dorsetti. Seen, you know, it seemed to be when he wanted them to zig, they'd zag. And that's a problem in preparation. And by extension, JB, I think that is a problem with coaching. Yeah. But it's also potentially a problem with buy-in. The Patriots have a. I mean, other players have have said, you know, other you know players players have come out and, and talked about their experience. Many 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 players say positive things about the Patriots, but
1: some people say it's a really hard place to play. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Because when you establish a culture of winning for so long, the pressure's got to be high. Right. So, to the extent that
0: there's not buy-in from certain key skill position players. That's going to make life for the quarterback tough, you know. If if he can if he doesn't know where they are in a, you know, in a given route, if he can't look, if he can't, you know, as he's going through his reads, look over and and see them where he needs them to be. They're not, they're a not going to get the ball, or if he tries to get it in there, bad things might happen. So I think that I think there, it could be a lot. It could be coaching. It could be lack of buy-in. It could it could be just Brady's getting old. Maybe just be, he's 43. He's 43. uh, Because he's
1: going to be, I'm sorry, he's going to be 43 in August. Because Brady, I don't think is the problem. Because Brady's always had a rep as a shrewd and open communicator with his teammates. So I think that, I don't think it's a matter that he's just stopped trying to build relationships.
0: No, but it could be, I mean, look, it could be buying in terms of learning. It could be, it could be coaching in terms of. You know, I mean, are, you know, aren't we? I mean, sir, surely the coach, some of the coaches have got to start, have got to be seeing the end of the line here, no? And then without, and then with only Stidham in the wings, like, what's what's down the road? It's got to, it's got to be, it's got to seem incredibly uncertain to them.
1: It's hard to say because one, th- except for you know the one, the one or two years with Randy Moss, then you had Corey Dillon for a hot minute. You saw right. Antoine Smith for the Super Bowl. Besides Tom Brady, and we'll throw Gronkowski in here as well, I can't think of a single A-level player that the a, I'm sorry, A-level position player. We'll use that term, skill player. Yes, that um, that the Patriots have had. Right, but Gronkowski is a seismic yes. skill player. And right, was a seismic level skill player. for, right. and he, for a decade. And, and he was what, like a third or a fourth round pick. So going in, we, like nobody could have anticipated Gronkowski was going to be that good. No, he's. He was he was
0: great. Yeah. He was arguably the he, greatest. He's a Hall of Fame tight end. He was ar- arguably the greatest receiving tight end to ever play the game.
1: Uh, he's definitely up there with, you know. Argu-
0: that's why I said arguably. Yeah. Look, you got Tony Gonzalez. And other Shannon things. Sharp. P- plenty of guys, right? Yeah. The other thing, though, that people aren't really looking at is Brady's O-line going into the season was weakened because, you know, um they get one you know one of the guys pulls up lame with you know th- throws a clot into his lungs he's got to be out for the year um oh i forget his name now oh my uh, god wait, wait wait which guy the other yeah no but there's another there's there's two and very early in the year you know another another player on the offense another guy in the offensive line goes down i'm blanking on these names i don't know marcus, marcus cannon yeah, yeah. uh okay. uh can cannon, cannon went down for a short time there's an um um, Earl, no, it's not. Um, something else. At any rate, he's got a, got a weekend O-line. And the other thing is, the running game, the run blocking is the difference between the running game they had last year and the running game they
1: had this year. Yeah, Sonny Michelle was atrocious for, the, for a lot of it's our. It's not that Sonny year. Michelle was atrocious. There's no holes for him. He's running into a wall. Well, yeah, because there was no blocking for him, and
0: thus he looked atrocious. My point, my point is... That when you lost Gronkowski, you not only lost arguably the, the greatest receiving tight end of all time, you lost one of the greatest run blocking tight ends of all time. Yeah. I and mean, he's he's just he was just fantastic. And that's a huge hole to fill. So not only do you knock out the guy in offense who can draw a triple team at will, mm-hmm. but you're losing the guy who can open up gaping holes for your running for your running attack. I mean, it's look, they're they're doing the best they can. They're trying to replace him. I think in their heart of hearts, if you had to, if you had to ask him in their heart of hearts, do we really think Gronkowski might be back? I think some people on the Patriots would have said yes, and that, and, didn't,
1: that didn't happen. And I'm willing to bet that the moment. That the season officially wraps up, as in after the Super Bowl, Brady's going to be texting Gronk, trying to convince him to come out of retirement. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Neither do I. I think Gronk's sick of it. I think he's sick of the punishment. I think he's sick of the rules. His back is destroyed. That's it. As is one of his arms. Look,
0: he's got to walk. You know, he wants to be able to walk when he's in his 50s and 60s.
1: I mean, the the fact of the matter is that if I'm Brady right now, I'm either retiring or I'm going to play elsewhere. Because if I'm going to play elsewhere, I want someplace that's going to pay me what I'm worth. Or otherwise, there's nothing left to prove. Tom Brady returning to the Patriots, he would only do so out of his own personal vanity. Right. The only If I'm Tom
0: Brady, actually, I do come back to the Patriots because I finished what I started and I retire a Patriot. And that's it. That's this the thing. Is the, I, I this think is the organization that's literally given him everything.
1: We're we running out of time, but I'm going to say this right now. If Tom Brady does come back to the Patriots next year, it will be prefaced by an announcement that it will be his last NFL season. That's a bold I, that's a bold claim. I'm predicting that right now. I I I believe something
0: similar that if he does come back, it would be prefaced that this is going to be his last stop. That he's not going to play elsewhere that upon expiration of the contract, he's going to retire.
1: Yeah, and I think that if he does come back to the Patriots, he's going to make them pay him. Could be. Yeah. Either way, it's it was a good ride, Paul e. D. You know, it's fun while it lasted,
0: but I think the uh, I think the dynasty is finally on the way out. It's time. Yeah. It's time it's, it's been like,
1: 19 years. I, it's a lot. And as, as much as I as much as I dump on the Patriots and how sick I am of them winning all the time, everybody it, is. It is kind of sad cuz you know like they were so good for so long and now you're not going to see that anymore. <laughs> Uh, that's all the time we got for today, oh, Paul D. Oh, man. I know. Great show today, though. Really yeah, it was good. Really good show. A lot of fun. Special thanks to the QED here in Astoria. Special thanks to ESNY, Elite Sports NY, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports. Uh, special thanks to QED here in Astoria. Even though I just said that, we always have fun recording here. Uh, Paul D, you got anything you want to add? I do not. You can follow me on Twitter, though, at Paulie D. Says. You can find me at JoshBESNY. One thing I also found over the holidays, my Twitter game is slowly but surely improving. I like, haven't gotten many new followers, but I'm definitely going out of my way to be on Twitter more. Look, man, I've followed you for a long time,
0: and I can even, even I can see that your
1: Twitter game is improving. Thank you. I appreciate it up, that. Bro. Anyway, before we go, you know what they say, Paulie D. What's that, JB? You may be wrong, but for all I know, you may be right. See you next week, folks.